When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. When did the image of success become so shallow and cookie cutter? It's carefree entrepreneurship, sprawling homes, and curated aesthetics, all wrapped up in a simplified social media post, rife with the latest buzzwords explaining how you're just one manifestation away from the life of your dreams. But building thriving businesses and positioning yourself as a leader in any industry has little to do with hitting these external validations and everything to do with cutting through the crap and getting to work. My name is James Patrick, and I'm an internationally published photographer, marketing strategist, and your host in this discussion. I've spent decades studying the mechanics of success so I could reverse engineer the process. Together, let's specifically define what success means to you and determine the steps to get you there. With real strategies, exclusive interviews, and game-changing ideas you can implement into your life and business. It's time to go beyond the facade, beyond the posturing, beyond the image to create real change personally and professionally. This is the Beyond the Image Podcast. You know what I'm thinking about right now? Donuts. I spent the last few minutes daydreaming about donuts. And to be clear, I do not desire to have a donut right now. In the pantheon of breakfast treats, I've never found the donut to stack up. I mean, you can't tell me that a donut is superior to a bagel with cream cheese. There is no contest between a donut and a motherfucking scone. Even a muffin, the awful bastard cousin of a vastly superior cupcake, still ranks higher as a breakfast choice than the donut. So why am I thinking about donuts? Two reasons. The first is that I'm sitting in the ass end of the Chicago O'Hare Airport, Terminal 5, Gate M, and the only, and I mean only food option available to me as I'm writing this is fucking Dunkin' Donuts. Yes, let's add four different types of sugar simultaneously onto my empty stomach before a three and a half hour flight, and let's just see what happens. The second reason, and probably more important reason to you, dear listeners, is that these donuts are reminding me of the worst meetings I ever had to endure in my life. To set the stage and to provide context, a few months before I graduated college, I picked up a job as a marketing assistant for an architecture and engineering company located adjacent to downtown Tucson. This was not my first real job, but it sure as hell felt like my first real job. I had an employee photo. I had a key card to get into the building. I had a cubicle. I had a computer. Well, it was a company's computer, but I had a computer at my own desk. There was a little nameplate, Velcroed to the outside of the cubicle, so everyone would know that he who sat in this cubicle was named 
James Patrick. But what I did not have at the time was access to the Wednesday morning leadership meetings where all the principals and group leaders of the entire office would gather together to discuss some business stuff behind closed doors. I wanted in on these meetings. And if I'm being honest, I wanted in on these meetings because of my ego. That was driving this desire. I wanted to be one of the office leaders who got a seat at that table as those doors closed, leaving everyone in the office shrouded in confusion and mystery of what was happening, what was being discussed, what important matters were being solved in these meetings. Now, it took me about three months before I got the opportunity as I was promoted from being the marketing assistant to being the marketing lead for our local office. And this new role earned me entry into those coveted leadership meetings. And it took me about five minutes in that first meeting to realize I've made a terrible mistake. Because for the next seven years, I was subjected to a gauntlet of boredom and pain-inducing meetings. Meetings where I was asked questions like, hey, social media, how do we do that thing? Meetings to discuss setting up more meetings. Even meetings to strategize how to host better meetings. But don't worry, listeners, because it actually got worse. Here I enter in the great donut paradox. You see, every Wednesday at these leadership meetings, one of the office managers would buy a box of donuts for the leadership meetings, a baker's dozen of donuts. And the donuts would start at one end of our long rectangular conference room table, and get passed from person to person all the way around the table to where I sat. Now just imagine a big U, and I'm at one end of the U. I'm at the ass end of the U. Now, if there is a good donut, it's probably the original cake donut. It's hearty. It's got a light glaze to it. It's more than just air but it's a worthwhile donut. But in a baker's dozen assortment box, how many cake donuts do you get? Maybe two at most? So of course, that's the one the first person chooses. Then after that, someone chooses the bear claw. Then after that, someone picks out the apple fritter. And then around the table it goes until I get the box of donuts and all that's left is that gross jelly-filled donut that looks like it's dusted with cocaine. I would never eat that donut. And I would plead with the office manager, say, just buy. Just buy a dozen cake donuts. And they never did. So for seven years, I was stuck with that goddamn jelly-filled donut that I refused to eat. That's actually not what this episode is about. I'm just pissed about donuts right now. These meetings that I went to actually had a really great benefit. 
My name is James Patrick. This is the Beyond the Image podcast. And today I'm going to talk about how you can have your two best months of the year. So as I would sit in these meetings, what I would do, since I obviously could not pay attention to the meetings themselves, is I would think about and I would forecast out and I would try to plan all the amazing things I was going to do with my side hustle, my photography business, once I got out of that meeting, once those doors were finally open, once I was free and I would strategize, who are some clients I haven't reached out to? What are some initiatives that I can launch? What are blog articles that I could write? What are ways that I can connect people together? What are newsletters that I could pump out that would be interesting? And I would sit there and I would strategize and write in the margins of my notes all the amazing actions I wanted to take. And then once the meeting was out, it was like a lightning shot back to my desk. And within 10 minutes, 20 minutes, I had achieved weeks worth of business development work because I was so focused during that meeting on planning and strategizing and trying to think of what I needed to do to move my company, to move my business forward. So I want you to think, what is it that you have to sell? What specifically do you have to sell? And write that down. Now, are there different price points of what you can sell it at? Meaning, are there different tiers? Do you have a low tier, a medium range, or a core offer tier, and then a high ticket tier? Or do you just have one offer? And if you just have one offer, could you upgrade it and make it an exclusive offer, a VIP offer, a limited time offer? Could you bundle it with something else and do a limited time package bundle of something? You notice how I'm just trying to get you to think creatively about what you're positioning, your services or your products, and the price points that you want to assess. Now... I want you to think of all the prospective clients that you want to put this in front of. I want you to write all their names out. Just write them out one after another. So what you're doing by going through this process is you are intentionally moving yourself from being reactive. I'm just going to do a lot of social media. I'm just going to post a lot of content. I'm going to post my blog and my newsletter, and I'm just going to wait for people to get in touch with me. And when no one gets in touch with me, I'm going to blame all those things. I'm going to say, well, the algorithm's holding me back. Or, you know what? Email just doesn't work for me. Or, you know, I've tried to do reels, but no one ever responds to it. But all of these things are reactive marketing. It's things that we need to do to be present and visible and in the consciousness of our target audience. But none of these things independently are going to encourage our audience to do business with us. Whereas proactive marketing is determining what you're selling at what price points, who it's for, and then bridging that gap, making those connections, reaching out to those people. What is your specific offer that you are trying to position? And then reaching out to individuals with an opportunity. 
I'd like to present you with this opportunity, or here's something I've pulled together that I think you'd be perfect for, or that would be perfect for you and for your goals or for your challenges or for what you're dealing with right now. And even if you wanted to approach it from a softer perspective, you could, you could approach someone with an inquiry. Do you know anyone who's looking to hire a personal trainer right now? I just came up with a new package. Do you know anyone who's looking to get some headshots done? I just developed a limited time offer. Do you know anyone who needs to get some business consulting done for their entrepreneurial venture? But see, the thing is, you are directly reaching out to people. Putting in opportunities in front of them. And when you start to do this, and there's three phases of this. The first phase is the planning. And that's of determining what you're selling at what price points, as well as who it's for. Phase two is the sprint. This is where you go out and you implement. You take action. Quick, aggressive action. So like if I sat and I made a list of, oh, I want to reach out to ten these 10 prospective clients. Then when the sprint hits, I'm going to churn up 10 emails or make 10 phone calls off to these clients to see what they have in the pipeline or to see how I can assist them or how I can work with them or what they have coming up that I can help them with. And then the third phase is you review. Okay, how did that go? Do I need to follow up with any of these clients? Do any of these clients say, oh, you know what? I might have something in a month. Circle back around. I need to put a reminder in my calendar. Review the results and then go right back into the planning phase. Three phases. Plan, sprint, which is implementation, and then review. Plan, sprint, review. Plan, sprint, review. If you do that, those three cycles, for the remainder of this year, November, December, you will have the top two months you've had this calendar year. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond the Image podcast. Please follow, like, and review wherever you happen to listen to the show. And if you want to connect to me, you can find me at jamespatrick.com, Instagram at jpatrickphoto, or you can text me any of your marketing questions to 480-605-3254. Thanks again. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.